Welcome to the Anxiety Coaches Podcast, a relaxing and informative show where we explore anxiety, panic, and PTSD, sharing how you can overcome them for life. Aloha, welcome back to the Anxiety Coaches Podcast. Well, I'm really excited today. I have Donna with me, and this is the first time Donna and I have had a chance to chat, and um, this is her first time reaching out to me for some help with her anxiety. So welcome, Donna, not only to my uh, recording in my office here, but welcome to the Anxiety Coaches Podcast. I'm thrilled to have you on the show. Thank you. I'm very happy to be here and, and excited to go through this. It's a little nervous, but um, I'm sure, you know, we can talk through that. <laughs> Absolutely. There's nothing we can't work through. We'll just do it as we go along. So um, the first thing I want to know is uh, how did you find uh, me? So um, I've been struggling with anxiety and OCD um, for about five months now. And back in the beginning, when I was figuring out, you know, what was going on, I've, I've always had anxiety uh, throughout my life. Um, and then certain triggers change and all that, you know, make it flare up. And then I'm fine again. And then it flares up again. So um, I started feeling anxious, search, you know, anxiety and see if anything comes up. And yours was one of the first that came up. And your voice is like super calming. So I'm like, okay, this can work for me. It feels like really soothing. So um, yeah, I really enjoyed it. Good. Well, I'm glad you found the show. And I hope that you'll keep listening because uh, sometimes we need to hear things over and over again. And then finally they sink in. At least that's how it is with me. So I hope you'll keep listening. Oh, for sure. Me too. <laughs> yeah. And so you said you had had anxiety. Um, and an OCD for five months, but you also said you have had anxiety for a long time. Were you anxious as a kid? Um, I was not anxious as a kid, um, but I had a pretty unstable upbringing. Um, so that that caused me anxiety later on in life. Um, the time in, that I can pinpoint was really bad was when, um, my, when my dad retired, he moved... Um, moved down to New Orleans where like my brother lives and he has a family down there. Um, but it was, I'm really close with him. So that, that was really hard for me to see him go. I was in college at this time. So I was still young and it was a lot of changes. Yeah. Yeah. That's, that's tough. That's a lot of changes at a very tender age where a lot of other things are already going on. Right. With being in college. Yeah. Exactly. Um, yeah. Okay. So all right, so we got a little idea of where the anxiety came in, right? Got a lot going on, dad leaves. Tell me the little piece about your OCD, where you think that is manifesting and how you know you have that. So um actually didn't realize I had OCD until like five months ago. I started th seeing a therapist and, and everything and we figured it out. Um, my family, my mom, my dad, my brother has it um, all in different kind of ways. Mm -hmm. My brother has it more of like, he's very um, cl clean about himself. He, he doesn't like to shake anybody's hand. So he struggles with it in that way. So I always thought maybe I'm the only one that doesn't have it because I'm not like extra clean or anything. And then, um, Five months ago, I started having intrusive thoughts, and it was a little different than 
anxiety because they were more intense and they were random and they didn't make sense. Um, so then I, you know, saw, started seeing a therapist and then it clicked. Wow. Like it's the obsessive compulsive, you know, behavior. Yeah. Yeah. Very good. Well, great. And very good that you're seeing a therapist that can be really, really helpful. So, um, but it is, I love how you said you have obsessive compulsive behaviors. That's how I like to look at it. You did, you know. <laughs> You're not disordered. You have some behaviors that are happening right now. And just as they come, they can also go. So I hope you'll keep working on that too. Have you tried one skin for your skincare routine yet? I love the simplicity of these products and the medical grade ingredients in them, not to mention how easily they fit into my skincare routine. The OS1 Face Moisturizer and OS1 Eye Cream make skin look visibly smoother and clearer and immediately feel softer and more hydrated. The secret is One Skin's proprietary OS1 peptide. It's the first ingredient proven to switch off the aging cells that cause lines, wrinkles, and thinning skin, and several studies back it up. So if you're tired of cycling through ineffective skincare trends and overcomplicated routines, then I'm so excited to share with you One Skin, just simple, scientifically validated solutions. OneSkin is the world's first longevity company. By focusing on the cellular aspects of aging, OneSkin keeps your skin looking and acting younger for longer. Get started today with 15% off using code ACP at oneskin.co. That's 15% off oneskin.co with code ACP. After your purchase, they'll ask you where you heard about them. Please support our show and tell them we sent you. So because it's so tightly linked with anxiety, I mean, it's the anxious person and then it goes into OCD and uh, manifests so differently in everybody. So um, I'm sure that the show will keep helping you too. Um, So right now, like what is the thing with your anxiety that is kind of holding you back the most or that you feel like, geez, I wish I, I wish I could get through this part of my day or that part. Where can we give you some help? It's mostly the what ifs. Mm. The what ifs ruin everything. If, even if I'm having a good day um, and I, I can rationalize things, I get in a good place and I can look at it for his perspective that I can see, okay, I can understand where anxiety was attacking me here or Maybe I was thinking a thought that wasn't real here, but the what if is what if not? What what if I was thinking that? Or what if I, you know, I'm feeling this way for this reason and that's what really attacks me. And that's when I have to pull back and try and label it as that and then try to move forward, which, but some days it, it can be really hard. Yeah. Yeah. But good. At least you have a strategy for labeling them and then, and then moving. And so um, do you notice that there are p- particular times when the what-ifs start to bubble up more than others? Ironically, it's when I, because throughout, I, I call this like my healing process, basically. Better or when I find out a certain stu- some, something about insecurity um, that comes from my, my, my upbringing, and, and now it's seeping into my relationship a little bit, which 
obviously isn't good, but I recognize that. I talk through it with my boyfriend and I feel like when I'm on the verge of getting better, it's almost like that voice wants to come in and sabotage it. So yeah. I notice it comes in when I'm actually getting better and realizing what's going on. Yeah. Yeah. Very good. Great insight, Donna, because that is actually the coming out piece. Like a lot of people have a lot of anxiety issues, different things happening. And it's when you're coming out feeling better, not having uh, fears or, um, uh, you, you know, even when the OCD will start to go down, then it's like, what if? But what if? Not only what if about a particular situation, but what if it comes back? That's yeah. the big one. And so many people struggle with that. Like, Oh, so we're still looking over our shoulder then, waiting for uh, the shoe to drop, so to speak. And so one of the things we have to be cautious of is that continues to feed the fire. That yeah. continues to, to keep anxiety flaming. So what we need to do is just be able to bring all that back down again. So I want to hear about what you do for yourself to bring yourself um, into that more calm and centered space, or to just remind yourself that you you do have a calm and centered space. What is your self-care looking like? My self-care is uh, acknowledging what's happening. So I'm acknowledging my physical feelings, the thought that's, thoughts that are going through my head, and kind of letting them float by instead of analyzing. So once I realize I'm getting anxious, I'm starting to think a little erratically, then I try to say, okay, wait, let me stop. Let me recognize. And then I accept them for either my anxious thoughts or my OCD thoughts. And then I try to refocus on something else or become mindful. Today I took a, a jog and I usually bring my headset and I listen to music. Today I was like, no, I'm going to go and I'm going to see what I, um, look, look at my environment. I'm going to see what I smell, what I feel, all of my senses to, you know, my mind wants to pull me back, but then I'll, I try to refocus it back to like what's going on around me it just makes me feel more centered and grounded. Beautiful. What a great shift you made because being able to use our senses, which are always available to us, we can't leave them home. And to be able to have that be where your attention goes, because that's right here, right now. Because what if thoughts are what? They're in the future. You can't deal with those. Good. So that practice of just coming back over and over. And it sounds like you're doing it without being hard on yourself or without any judgment. Is that, am I correct there? It took, it, it took yeah, it took time though. In the beginning, I'm just, uh, I was like, okay, I wanted to get over this. I want to fight through this. Like let's, ha I want it to happen yesterday. I want to be better yesterday. So I've been, so I have my good days. I have my bad days, but then I have to remind myself, you know, this is all a process all in my own time. And I wanted, you know, people to know out there too, that, you're going to have your bad days, even when you're getting better, or even if when you're meditating or trying to be mindful, if it keeps pulling you back and you keep fighting it back, that it's progress. Yeah. Yeah. Very good. Lovely. Now tell me about your, um, your sleep and then your meditation practice. Cause I want to hear what you're doing. Okay. So sleep, um, has been good. Um, the only thing I feel like it's, I have a lot of crazy dreams and I know that's my anxiety that's like creeping in um, because they're very like 
they ignite fear and confusion. They're like odd and random. So I sort of fell off a little bit with meditating before bed. So I definitely need to get back into that. Um, so, but I realize if I eat too late or if I get before bed, it definitely makes my sleep more interrupted than when I don't do those things. Okay, good. Yeah, very good. So you, you're finding the little tweaks that you need to make because it sounds like you're being very aware. Okay, well, if I eat before bed, that's not a good sleep. And so what was, what meditating were you doing before bed? I'm curious. What were you doing for yourself? How many minutes? So uh, what I find wonderful is the guided med meditations mm -hmm. uh, for me personally, um, because I find when I'm just sitting in silence, it's, it's really easy for my thoughts to kind of take hold. And um, it's great to, to obviously do that. And it's okay if you can just do it a minute or so. But I found myself being able to meditate longer with guided. Mm -hmm. So I'll go on um, internet and search like on YouTube. And there's plenty of guided meditations on there, and it's really, really helpful. Good. And how long are you able to sit with the guided meditation? Uh, for about five to ten minutes, depending on my day. If it was really stressful, you know, five or less, ten on a good day. Good. Excellent. That's a really good amount of time. Really good. Really good. So stick with that. Don't need to make any changes there. And eventually, you know how I talk about the, um, the, we're like the snow globe with all the glitter floating all over the place. And our time for meditation is like us putting that down on the table and letting some of the glitter, at least then it slows down enough we can look at it. You know, we can see it. And we can just see that it's just floating down. We don't have to. We don't have to interfere with it and make it do it, right? It's just being with what is for the few minutes, for five or ten minutes with your guided. I think that's beautiful. But I want you to also be able to some point, at some point you feel calm enough, I want you to be able to just maybe, well, let me try silence again. And and when you do, just yeah. start slow, right? Just start all I'm, over again. I'm, I'm a little scared to to be alone with that right now for right now so I know in time and and you actually don't need to do that right now it's fine I, it's just slowing everything down enjoying your five or ten minutes of guided which there's tons of them out there and finding what works for you so that you can feel your nervous system start to relax a little bit yeah so have you uh, found any other ways to relax any other things you do for relaxation yoga is really wonderful as well I'm not an expert in it I can't I don't do it well um, but I found even if you can't do yoga or maybe not interested even if I just get some good stretches in and deep breaths that really really helps me I feel I don't know I just feel my body's better and healthier yeah and actually that is taking you out of your mind and into your body and that's where a lot of changes happen when we take all this, you know, our, all the information we're getting, all the, you know, we go to therapists, we go on the internet, we see coaches, we get all this information, but we need to let it all settle down and become a part of our body. So I love that you gave people permission who can't do yoga or maybe wouldn't think of it to just do some nice stretching. It's a great idea. Yeah, because I'm not great at it. I can't do all those poses. So yeah. it's definitely easier to just. I love yeah. that. 
That's a wonderful way. It does feel good. And you breathe, you know, you got to connect with your breathing. I love that. So um, your sleep sounds pretty good. And you've got some other good stuff going on with your yoga and with uh, your guided meditations. So I want to see if you have any questions for me, if you had anything specific that you wanted to know about your journey. Um, okay. So I'm, I also struggle with being okay with uncertainty. I want to be certain about everything. And, um, I have my, I, I can step out of it when I'm in a good place and, and, you know, know what's right and wrong or, or, you know, what's a little, I'm an anxious thought versus, reality but sometimes I just want to be certain about everything and and I want to learn to let that go and be okay with uncertainty yeah yeah that's um that's the journey right to be able to um be with what is right now or like make the changes we need to make and then to let go of the outcome right so often we do something and then, but we want everybody to let us know this was the right thing, right? Or, you know, should I have done it the other way? Or sometimes we change our mind. We flip flop back, back and forth, back and forth. And the reality is that we can take a step back when we find ourselves doing it. Cause I'm sure, you know, when you're doing it, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. You can feel it because you get ramped up. The thoughts start going a little bit faster. So we can take that step back and we can just say, this is my anxious mind wanting certainty. And if you can remember, Donna, that nobody has certainty. See, we we always think it's just we don't have it. Everybody else (laughs) has got it all figured out and they forgot to give us the certainty piece when we came in. No, nobody, (laughs) nobody else is certain either. But, but we think we're different. We think we're outside the circle. So we have to remember this common humanity. All of us are experiencing the same thing of not knowing. We don't even know. I mean, it sounds like, uh, like a depressing thought, but we don't even know about our next breath. Right? Sure. If you want yeah. to get down to it, we do not know. And so when we can look at it like that, we can say, well, that's true. I really don't know. And so... Maybe I can let go of um, needing certainty in these other areas. Do you have a particular area that bothers you the most with certainty? It's more so about, uh, well, right now I'm feeling it in my relationship, needing to be certain about things and wanting, wanting control, thinking that if I control certain things, you know, cert, uh, bad things won't happen, which I know pain is inevitable, mm-hmm. and, but suffering isn't. I read that quote yesterday and I really uh, resonated with me. So it's like, I'm wanting this control and wanting to be certain is, is causing the suffering and I don't need to suffer. Right. What a great insight, Donna. That is the suffering is wanting this certainty, wanting control over things we have no control over. And so for you, actually the serenity prayer is a great place for you to rest in. Do you know that one? I, yeah, I know it, um, but I've heard it, but I, I can't yeah. recite it. So yeah. maybe if you can, I'll just uh, say it real quick. So it's just God grant me the serenity to accept the things I cannot change, to change the things I can, 
and the wisdom to know the difference. Because isn't that Beautiful. all we want? We want it. We, of course, we should change the things we can. And it's great to learn that we can let go of the things we can't change. But what we really need is the wisdom to know the difference. Yeah, like, definitely. <laughs> because sometimes we don't know. <laughs> We're thinking we can change things that we can't. And so that's where a lot of our um, our growth comes is in learning um, that we can't change other people, right? Definitely. That's, that's a hard one. You know, we learn that as we become adults. And, um, and if you don't learn it, life is a challenge. And so um, that's a great place for us to be able to just settle in and say, is this something I can control? And then this brings the uncertainty back in too, because once you've changed something that you could, you have to let go of needing to be certain about it. You have to yeah. be able to let go of the outcome and just say, I changed what I could. And now it is, you know, it, it comes to like, you don't have to use the word God, you can use universe or whatever, but you put it out to something higher or bigger than yourself. Like as a human being, I did what I could. And now I have to let that go. But the thing with anxiety is our amygdala is so revved up. All it can do is be sending us fear messages. So we have to be able to calm that back down. And so I think that you sound like you are calming it down in a number of different ways. Do you have days where you feel like it's starting to quiet down that, that amygdala? I do. I have, I have um, days that it's, it's really good and I can really see progress. And then I have a few days in between that are bad, but I realized that the better days are, are starting to outweigh um, the bad days. Oh, that's beautiful. So that's two steps forward, maybe one step back, right? Two steps exactly. forward. It's a little slower journey, but you do get there, believe me. And so <laughs> what I like about that is that um, you are actually able to see that you're making changes. And that's important because that will keep you going. So really, really good for you. And I'm so happy that you're listening to the show. Uh, I want you to keep listening because those little pieces, you know, maybe every show doesn't have something, but eventually things start to drop in. We go, oh, yeah, that's what she was talking about. That's what she was mm -hmm. talking about. So do you have any questions for me besides that? Any other things you wanted to know about? I'm really happy to help. Um, I can't think of anything specifically. But I guess I, I, I want to share too with others that as, I, as I'm on this journey, I, I've learned that um, the more you go, you know, try to cope and, and, you know, clear the, the anxiety, you learn more about yourself and you heal because it almost anxiety forces you to kind of see things in a perspective you might not have, have saw yourself in. So I think it's it's kind of a gift and sometimes to remind yourself that it's not all bad and that you have the it's giving you the opportunity to really be in tune with yourself. People who don't have these anxiety or anything may not be as in tune with themselves as you and that it's okay and it's gonna be okay. Oh my gosh, Donna, that was a beautiful bit of wisdom. I so appreciate you sharing that. 
because people don't, you know, you can tell that you're a little bit further along on this journey because you can see that, that this has formed and made you who you are. This beautiful woman that you are is because of these things that you have grown through. You didn't just go through them, you grew through them. So that's it, everybody. That was some Thank really you. beautiful, wise words from Donna. And um, sweetheart, I want to thank you so much for being um, not only with me and honoring me uh, to hear your story, but for you to share it with all of the thousands and thousands of listeners. So thank you so much, Donna. Thank you for having me. I was, it was a pleasure. All right, everybody. Those are the wise words from Donna. And I'll see you guys next time. And now for today's quote. When you plant a seed of love, it is you that blossoms. And that's from Ma Jaya Satu. I'll be back in a few more days with another podcast. Until then, be well and aloha. Thanks so much for joining us for today's episode of the Anxiety Coaches Podcast. Find more information at the anxietycoachespodcast.com.